All right. So today we are looking at James chapter five, verses seven through 12. And it's really the first two verses today that I keyed in on. I mean, it, it's all like like all of James stuff. It's, it's all really good. But the first two verses just really jumped out at me. So I'm going to read those and then and kind of go from there. So it says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the earthly and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And there are, you know, in my mind, few literary tools as powerful as an analogy uh, like like Paul uses here or an example. Um, so today, James starts off by talking. Or I said Paul, James. Uh, he, he, James starts off by talking about patience. Um, and he goes on to talk about not grumbling against each other. Um, and about being patient in suffering, um, which is back to this farmer idea. And, and, and he talks about how the Lord is at the door as the judge. So at death, God will redeem those who are patient and also will judge those who are not. And, and, um, and then he finishes with an encouragement um, around not swearing. And, uh, and, and really what he's, what he's saying here is, you know, let your let your word be strong. Um, be be fervent in your in in your efforts to be honest and upright. Um, but but what is, the question kind of comes to? What is patience in the context of faith? Um, and thinking about this farmer example, you know, it's not doing nothing. Patience is not passive. And I think sometimes we we, we view patience as this weak passive thing, and it's far from that. Um, it, it's sowing seed, it's preparing the field, it's working the field, fertilizing water, spurring it on to growth. It's doing everything we can, but it's doing all of that, recognizing that ultimately God has to deliver the rain. God is the ultimate arbiter in the world of farming. He, he's not the only contributor, but he has the last say. Um, and it takes the farmer's work, it takes preparation, along with God's contribution to make a harvest good. And, and sometimes God doesn't deliver. Does that mean that God isn't there? No, um, not, not at all. It just means that God didn't reward that set of preparation, that body of work. Does it mean that the work the farmer was doing was not right? No, it just means that God didn't reward that preparation. Does it mean that God doesn't care about the farmer? No, again, it, it's not that. It's not about the harvest. It's about the preparation. It's about the development of the farmer. It's about the farmer's growth and learning and longing for God to show up. That's the point of the whole exercise for the farmer. And, and the farmer, what makes the analogy so great is the farmer is keenly aware at all times that the harvest is ultimately out of his control. And, and it's a reminder that we're getting from James today that our outcomes in life are ultimately out of our control. Our job is to do the work, to develop, to become better, to push ourselves like James has been doing to spur us on to growth. Our job is to grow and to look for God, to seek God, to reach for God, and to live our lives in a state of preparation, laying the groundwork so God can show up. And where the outcome, you know, whether or not the outcome that we want happens, that's not the point. Um, and, and so we got to remember that James is, is 
tacking this on to um, a passage about the rich that we've we've read, you know, really over a couple of days, where the rich tended to rely on their own self sufficiency. So James is giving them an example of living a life where they're not self sufficient on their wealth; they're reliant on God. That's what James is trying to get at: that we should live a life reliant on God's provision, um, and and we should we should rely on God. For certain things. So, so we don't know if he's going to give us the results. We don't know if he's going to give us riches. We don't know if he's going to give us a harvest, but we do know. And we we do, we can take it to the bank that when we rely on God, he will show up. And it we don't know how that looks. We don't, we don't know what that means exactly, but he does promise his presence. If we remain faithful, as James says back in chapter one, faithful without wavering, that is the end game. That's what we're shooting for. It's a hard goal, but it's encouraging to know that if we grow, God will show up. So today I pray that I would see the work in my life, that I would see the opportunities in my life as ways to lay seed um, as it relates to my spiritual development. I pray that I would see it that way, um, not the work as attached to the result, but the work as attached to um, my development. Um, just as a, a farmer lays a field. And so, and so I pray that I would feel a sense of release from the burden of the outcome um, and, and that I would feel content in that, that I would feel like at the end of the day, I could look at my body of work and say, I, I, I gave it my best effort today. God, the outcome's in your hand. And that's how, you, that's how we get contentment, I think, is, is we develop that mindset of living like a farmer, that we lay the, work, lay the seed, we do the work, we do everything we can, and then we just rest and we wipe our hands and we say, God, we did it. Um, we did everything we think we can, and we're going to leave it to you. And where we fell short, we thank you for the grace that you give us. So I, what a great reminder that, that we get from James today and a great analogy. 